baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Joining us right now is Kia Wilson of Streets Blog USA, which covers mobility, justice, and livable streets. And I saw you tweeting about this yesterday, so we wanted to bring you in and just talk a little about this because you cover issues like this nationally, although you are based here in St. Louis and you live not far from South Grand like I do, so you see what's been happening. Um, But since you do cover it nationally, I wanted to ask first, is this something we're seeing nationwide? Is this a trend nationally or in St. Louis? Absolutely. During the pandemic in particular, but also far beyond and previous to the pandemic, uh, pedestrian cyclists have been on the rise for about the past 15 years, give or take, um, in contrast to vehicle occupant deaths, which until the pandemic were falling pretty sharply, mostly thanks to improvements in things like vehicle safety, denormalizing of things like impaired driving. However, St. Louis's problems are pretty extreme compared to national trends, and I think it's really important to underscore that as we start thinking about how to solve this problem. Kia, we've talked about already hit and killed. What about hit and injured? I mean, that number has to be extremely high. That's also high. You know, I'm not a local traffic safety expert, but I know that uh, killed and injured, we've got 13 so far this year in 2022, which puts us at about double the rate of per capita our peer cities in, like Indianapolis. Uh, we're at four times their rate. In Chicago, we're about double their rate. Um, serious injuries, though, usually go as part and parcel with traffic fatalities in the specifically in the pedestrian and cyclist community. The South Grand neighborhood, which is a, a lovely six blocks of restaurants and stores and has been trying to be more pedestrian friendly, has reported um, 350 accidents in the last six months. And that's people hitting anything from other cars, street signs, buildings, etc. Um, the cyclist who was killed on South Grand near Tower Grove Park was hit by a car with no plates. And this is something that we are hearing from uh, the woman who runs the South District, South Grand Business District, from the older people that these cars have no plates, they have no tags. And either is it a lack of enforcement that people feel like they can just never get caught and do whatever? I really think that enforcement isn't the root cause here, frankly. Um, Yes. Let's kind of separate this into two things. When you're talking about enforcement specifically of vehicle registration laws, plates and things like that, we have some structural problems in St. Louis around the way that we require drivers to get their cars plated. We have a very unique system where we require folks who buy a new car to pay their sales tax separate from the point of sale, which is a pretty onerous and expensive process that discourages very prompt vehicle registration. And we also have a unique personal property tax system, which I'm sure everyone listening here is a little annoyed by too, just like me. I also drive. Um, That requires you to pay an annual like fee for the privilege of owning a vehicle in a city with very little transit. I think there are structural reasons, among them structural poverty, that we have very low compliance with those vehicle registration laws. When it comes to enforcement of traffic uh, 
like violence more broadly, there's a lot of research that shows that the root cause of traffic violence isn't necessarily a lack of enforcement, though enforcement can absolutely play a role. It's designs of roads that are designed to encourage reckless behavior, sometimes to explicitly allow reckless behavior or speeds that we know are going to kill people when they are struck. What about bike lanes, especially in a high traffic area? Are are bike lanes the way they should be, bike paths? I think they absolutely are. So the death on South Grand in particular occurred in a painted bike lane. And we would like to make a separation in the street safety community between protected infrastructure and unprotected infrastructure. We have very, very little protected infrastructure in St. Louis. And frankly, if there were a a non-painted bike lane along South Grand, uh, that cyclist who died, his name was Danielle McMiller, would be di- would be alive today. Um There have been a lot of movement at the federal level to give cities more money for protected bike lanes. However, we are not taking advantage of that at the pace that I feel we need to in St. Louis, though we do have some good changes coming in the in the next few months. Yeah, you see people driving in the bike lanes, and then sometimes the bike lanes just end and just merge you into busy traffic, so they are a joke in some places. <laughs> um, now, South Grand did try to do some traffic calming. We hear a lot about traffic calming. Some areas in, in um, Tower Grove East tried those big balls to put at intersections, which people just ran into. Um, so did South Grand not do the traffic calming correctly or does it just need more? In my opinion, it just needs more. And specifically, we need uh, networks of low-stress routes throughout the St. Louis region. So the traffic calming that went in around the the South Grand Business District is very isolated. It's this little pocket right in between two segments of road that are signed for 35 miles an hour. And we know that when people are struck going by cars going about 35 miles an hour, they're going to die around 60% of the time, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, So the issue here is that we have an island of relative safety that, frankly, in my opinion, needs to be even more safe. I don't think cars should be going more than 20 miles an hour in places where people walk because people will survive about 90% of the time when they're struck at those speeds. Um, But more to the point, I think that we have a regional problem, a cultural problem, and structural problems with the way that we fund traffic calming, which makes it hard to create those continuous networks of low-stress routes that we need in order to keep people safe and to give them the option of getting around without a motor vehicle. Kia, we have a lot of our city's leaders listening, business owners, a lot of people with influence. What would you say to them? How can they help make a difference? I think that there are some big points to hit, and it's a very big question. The biggest one is I think that the fundamental way that we do traffic calming in St. Louis is broken. Uh, We leave it up mostly to individual aldermen who don't have enough money to even redesign the segments of our streets that are most dangerous on an individual basis. There were some improvements along the south end of Tower Grove Park, very close to where this crash happened, and they cost a million dollars, which would take... Uh, the older person in question, about five years to save up that amount of money. We are in the process right now of using American Rescue Plan Act funds to repave a very large segment of what we call our city's high injury network, where a very high percentage of our pedestrian, bicyclists, and even driver fatalities tend to occur, and we're repaving them without any design changes. Fundamentally, traffic violence is an engineering problem. We have roads that are designed to encourage and explicitly allow, in a lot of cases, behavior that's going to kill people. And yes, I'm never going to say that human beings aren't going to do reckless things. Uh, in that's We're human beings. It's what we do. Uh, but I think we would see an enormous improvement very quickly if we rapidly address this problem in temporary ways and eventually in permanent ways with like common sense 
traffic calming, common sense, what we call tactical urbanism, and common sense like recognition that human beings are fallible and they will crash if you give them an opportunity to. So we should take away the opportunity. Well, Kia Wilson, thank you so much for your insights today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 